Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, Congress is finally trying to put a leash on the DOJ, and a celebrity singer comes out about the heartbreak of her three abortions. We need to talk about this. Let's get started. Happy Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. That still feels a little weird. Happy Thursday morning, Pro-Life family. Definitely, this hour, you need your coffee. Thank the Lord for coffee. It's proof God loves us and wants us to be happy, or at least be awake. <sighs> Sorry, rants about coffee. Anyways, welcome family. Let's introduce the cast of characters around the table today. Kim Schwartz, Director of Media and Communication. Emily Cook, General Counsel. Frank Klingerman, IT Director, Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. Um, so... It's been it's been an interesting week again. This Thursday things kind of working, you know, so thank you for adjusting your schedule with us. So, um, celebrity singer, my abortions destroyed me. Jesus saved me. That's a good headline. Man, good job. Oh, thanks. Good job. It's on our website. It's an article on our website. Um, how, how do you say this? Kaya Kaya Jones. Kaya Jones, Kaya Jones um, revealed that she had three abortions mm -hmm. in her past, and they still haunt her. Um, and she shared her testimony. She was on another podcast recently. Yeah, it's such a powerful story. My mom first shared it with me, and um, it's just such a testimony to the power of forgiveness, especially like reading some of her quotes about like how empty she felt after mm -hmm. her abortions. Because I think it says she has three abortions. Is that right? Yes. Um, one was after rape. Um, the music industry bullied her into another one. Yeah, this is. And one was when she was a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it. Yeah. We highlight stories of famous people mm -hmm. who have stories of um, who have abortion in their history and their feelings and their repentance. Um, and it's important to highlight those because you, you know, our mainstream culture idolizes those in the music industry and mm -hmm. the film industry mm -hmm. and uh, famous people, influencers. And so you've got, you, you have these 15, 16, 21, 23 year old women who are, you, you know, they might be walking through something like this and being told these same lies, but to see that someone who, you know, has wealth and power and yep. um, a, a career and is famous that they don't have it all, you know, don't have it all together. And like, this was, this was an act yeah. Yeah. that even with all that they have, they regret so horribly. Yeah. And that, I, that can help change other women's minds and save moms and babies. It's true. It's yeah. true. I'm, I'm really excited that she has shared this. Well, first I'm excited that she found Jesus and was able to reconcile the past. And then now that she's beginning to take the testimony and use it to help others. So that's that's the that's the next stage. And it's really amazing that she has made it there, that this culture, man, they, this culture that pushes this as some sort of answer. You see the, you know, her second was while she was in the Pussycat Dolls and they told her to get rid of it. That's terrible. Um, and then also, and I think we've talked about this before, that, that that culture tells women you can't have a successful career mm -hmm. and be a mom. Or, yeah. or you can't have a successful career and be a parent for nine months while you uh, while your baby grows and you 
provide other resources for your child, like mm -hmm. placing your child for adoption. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry about your inability to succeed. Oh, I know, <laughs> Emily, you poor thing. That's that's gonna get a, that's gonna be taken out of context later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what they that, that's what that tells yeah tells women. And, yes. and again, it's this dichotomy of oh, we need abortion so that women are equal. Actually. That's yeah. completely nope. the opposite message that you're sending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, but it's so powerful to hear her words now. How she says, "I'm always going to regret the three children that I didn't have because, you know, her first abortion she was a teen. Her second abortion was whenever the music industry told her yeah. get rid of it. The third one, you mentioned this a second ago, that she was actually raped." But she wanted to parent her child. She didn't want an abortion, yeah. but the guy kind of forced her into it. So, like, she's just left with all of this regret. But praise the Lord that she found Christ. And I was just reflecting on this yesterday about how it takes so much more confidence and so much more trust to have that kind of burden and have that kind of baggage. Because I imagine that, like, mm. just reflecting on how broken she felt, how empty she felt, and... You know, I'm sure she tried to do everything she could to relieve her own burden, to heal, heal herself, and she couldn't. And like looking to other things, other ways to heal that burden, and they couldn't. But to go to Jesus and say, can you really take this baggage? Can you really heal this? Like, and to trust him enough to hand that over is so, so powerful. Like, yep. I got chills. I got chills just thinking about her testimony. Yeah, that's a that's a lesson we can all learn in many different areas yeah. of our definitely, life. Definitely. You know, you brought up the the third part, um, the circumstances surrounding her third pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, that is often glossed over. Yeah. Forced abortions, coerced mm -hmm. abortions, yeah. they exist. Yeah. And the abortion industry, one, do not want to believe that. They do not want to admit that. And then no. the Democrats, the pro-abortion Democrats, don't want to acknowledge it either. And you're doing a grave disservice. I mean, we have had um, bills in the Texas legislature over several sessions too, to um, help uh, help decrease the chances of coerced abortions happening in Texas. Mm -hmm. And other states have tried to do the same. And it's met, you would think that that's something that everyone can agree on, but it's not because they don't want to acknowledge that abortion can right. be something that is ugly. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that doesn't exist. We shouldn't pass this. I'm like, uh, it does exist and yeah, you should. Yeah. But the Democrats well, have a long history of ignoring things that are important. Um, so, you know, one of those things is the the attacks on pregnancy centers and adoption agencies and organizations like Texas Right to Life. It's a, where it's, it's a good segue there, friend. Oh, thank you. It's legitimate terrorism where they are using acts and threats of violence for a political purpose. That is the definition of terrorism. Yes. And whenever these are happening against pregnancy centers, adoption agencies, pro-life organizations, pro-life individuals, you would think that the DOJ and the FBI and the Democrats would all condemn them and, you know, point the resources to bring the perpetrators to justice. Have we seen that? Have we? No, what we've seen is elongated attacks on these individuals right. and mm -hmm. uh, the pro-life side and just complete nothing happening. Who was yeah. who the activist, Mark? Hauk. Hauk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the flip is happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, there was an incident, an altercation with a, a protester while he and his son were on the sidewalk in front of a praying in front of a clinic. And the local authorities decided 
nothing to see here, move along. And then the feds dig up a couple of years of like, well, we need to arrest you while we investigate this again. So instead they just come blazing into his house, Mm -hmm. arresting him in front of his nine children and searching his house for Whatever. Who, who yeah, knows? Whatever. You know. Meanwhile, they're not even fail- they're failing to even investigate or care about Catholic churches having graffiti painted yep. all over them, having pregnancy centers burned down. Yeah, I mean, firebombs. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. And so we saw this kind of juxt- juxtaposition uh, last week in Congress. Now that Republicans have taken over the House, uh, they passed a handful of pro life bills, and the two like most important kind of substantial things that could actually result in action. Um, number one is they passed a resolution just condemning these attacks, which good symbolic gesture, that's important. Um, but the thing that could actually have teeth and could actually give us some answers is that they're opening a subcommittee into looking into the weaponization of the DOJ. So it's just such an interesting juxtaposition that all but three Democrats voted against the bill that would condemn these violent attacks, um, politically motivated terrorism. <laughs> and um, so that was very alarming and you know enlightening that to see where people stand. But then I'm really, I wanna talk more about this uh, subcommittee. I think we're gonna need to go to break in a second here, but we, we can get more yeah. into the subcommittee looking into how the DOJ, how law enforcement has been weaponized to ignore substantial threats and then just overly prosecute shoot a dead horse on uh a lot a lot different things we'll say okay well okay friends we're gonna take a break and we'll come back and talk more about the doj's overreach book your tickets today for boots on the ground pro-life convention join us in january 28th and 29th in Austin, Texas, for an amazing lineup of pro-life speakers. We have Frank Pavone of Priest for Life, Destiny of New Wave Feminists, expert apologist Trent Horn, and so many more. We will gather with hundreds of people to march to the Texas Capitol to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade and to learn our legislative agenda for keeping Texas pro-life forever. BootsOnTheGroundTX.com. See you in January. Without warning, you or your loved one could end up in the emergency room where every second counts and your medical wishes matter more than ever. However, if your loved one doesn't have the right medical documents on hand, they may not be able to make decisions for you in a crisis. My Life Angels solves all of this by walking you through step-by-step in creating these important medical documents and storing them online securely for you and your family to access at any time. The service is only $7 a month, but use the link in our description for 20% off your initial subscription period. Don't let strangers make life and death decisions for you. Get the My Life Angels app today. Welcome back, friends. Again, boots on the ground tickets. Still get them. See you in Austin. It's going to be fun. That is that is very, very soon. Yeah, it's so. crazy. Gonna be fun times. Okay, we were discussing the DOJ, the weaponization of the DOJ, and how we have not seen any investigations on attacks on pro-life organizations, Catholic churches, but we are seeing pro-life activists arrested and other cases. Um, So the head of the DOJ is Merrick Garland, and he is probably like one of the biggest political hacks I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) That's that's saying something these days. Yes. Um, So he has just used the full force of the department in order to 
go after things that really are not in his purview. So one example that's not necessarily our issue, but is really like the low point for the department is uh, going after parents who testify at school board meetings and labeling them as terrorists. That's a pretty good example of the, the reaches that parents right. who participate in the process of their child's education. Or their sounds local like sounds like a terrorist to me, if I got to say. <laughs> um, but then you have other things like um, them going after we talked about Mark Hout, who um, was I mean, you talked about this a second ago, who was uh, in an altercation outside of an abortion clinic a while ago, like a few years ago. And then local law enforcement said, okay, we handled it. This really wasn't a big deal. Move on. The FBI, DOJ is like, no, 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 no. This can't be over. We got to go after this guy. And so stormed his house and raided his home while his at gunpoint while his kids watched. Like, that's a pretty big overreach. Then you have other things too, like um, the overreaction. DOJ. Yes. It's an overreaction yes. For sure. Overreaction is a great word. Um, and then you have other things like we talked about last week with the Postal Service saying, um, do can we send abortion pills to states where it's illegal? Is that legal or not illegal? Not legal or illegal? We don't know. Uh, and the DOJ was like, don't worry about it, because if we don't know that they're going to commit, that they're going to consume these illegally, then it's not illegal. I'm just trying to Jedi mind. These are not the pills you're looking for. And so yes. instead of trying to in, to ensure justice and fairness, which is what the DOJ is supposed to do, they are being used intentionally uh, for an end to the political outcomes that the Democrats want them to be. And so now that the House Republicans have taken over, um, they are have instituted a new subcommittee to like something is not well at the DOJ. Yeah, something it, smells. It seems that way. So we're gonna. We're going to figure that out and take steps to remedy that because it is a... Yeah, yeah something is rotten in the state of Denmark. And yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is so crazy. And it's also interesting to see Democrats' reaction to this. They're like, oh my gosh, you guys, for investigating this, you're politicizing law enforcement. And I'm just like, okay, so you're it's okay to politicize law enforcement, but... If you investigate the politicization of law enforcement, that's, that's politicizing law enforcement. You see? You see how that works? Elon, um, can we go to Mars yet? <laughs> Seriously, man. I feel yeah. like I say that every other week. Yeah, for real. Um, and so it's just interesting. I am looking forward to the subcommittee, seeing what they can find. And you know what? I am perfectly open to saying, like, if the DOJ truly is not corrupt, if they are... Um, like actually operating by the letter of the law and are in the right, then the subcommittee isn't going to turn up anything and they shouldn't have anything to worry about and it'll be fine. Seems logical. But they need to be held accountable to the taxpayers and to American citizens to see like if you actually are operating in the right and if our government is operating how it's supposed to operate and not being used as a gun to turn on people who don't believe the same thing as our president. And who are exercising their First Amendment constitutional rights. Yes. Hello. Right. What's the Constitution, though? Joe I, Biden doesn't know. It's an old paper, apparently. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. Oh, it's a mess. Man. It's a mess. Um, but we are looking forward to seeing that. I think it says that in by January 2024, they should have, or January 2025, um, they should have like a report. They're going to do this investigation. 
over time and then they'll submit their findings and their report to the American people to review and you know everything if something bad is happening it'll come to light and if if we're going to give the democrats a um the benefit of the doubt and nothing is happening then okay that'll prove their point that nothing is happening so but i think pro-lifers should stay on top of this and pay attention and um email your congressman and say hey we like this i'm staunchly pro-life i don't like what the doj is doing um I applaud the efforts for the subcommittee. I hope that you provide the subcommittee with the resources and power necessary for them to determine whether things are rotten or things are okay. Yeah. You know, it's as being a a techie AV guy and stuff, um, people don't usually tell you that things are going well. They tell you when things go bad and they all look at you like, you're going to fix that right now, right? Right. Um, So when Congress does something, your congressman does something good, a thank you is nice. Yeah, exactly. Because they are just, humans. Just Even saying, it when nothing's like broken, <laughs> things are working, a thank you is nice. Yeah, exactly. it, it encourages that behavior. Right. Oh, it's speaking of encouraging things, um, we had a little chat with Director Rebecca Parma, Legislative Director over here, and she's been having a lot of meetings with um, representatives in Austin this week because yeah. session, yes. session here in Texas has started, friends. Yeah. Yes, the 88th. Texas legislature convened and, um, you know, one of the big hurdles that we as the pro-life community face now in the wake of Dobbs is that uh, of, of Roe being overturned is we want to avoid a sense of complacency, avoid a sense that, um, oh, the pro-life issue's done with, we don't need to touch it. Because that's not true. Abortions are illegal, but yes, they are still happening. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we have tools and get to right. to fight illegal abortions, to um, help women who are uh, who have who are beginning families and making a, a comprehensive pro-life Texas um, in the wake of that historic mm-hmm. historic role. And that's mm-hmm. what our legislative team's doing. And I think they've been met with lots of encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Um, talked to Rebecca and John uh, yesterday couple days ago and they said just there's a lot of enthusiasm in the capital for what we're doing and I think people are really understanding it's effective whenever you um, are able to listen to things like this and you know spread the message that the pro-life issue isn't done and that these are the things that we're trying to work on and people have largely lawmakers have largely met have been meeting that with like receptivity and enthusiasm that like, yeah, this is what we need to be working on. Good job. So let's keep that up. Yeah. And our listeners, you can um, email or call your state representatives and state senators and say, hey, we're happy about Dobbs and Roe and and the Heartbeat Act, but we do, there's still pro-life work to be done and to remind them that you as their voters um, care about continuing to move the ball to making abortion um, unthinkable in our state and protecting all of our women and girls and children. Um, and so just you, everyone, everyone, you have a congressman who represents you in the federal mm-hmm. Congress, which mm-hmm. we were talking about the DOJ, that's all Washington. the federal level DC. Okay, so you have one of those. You also have a state representative mm-hmm. and a state senator in Austin. So they're from your community, yep. mm-hmm. you elect them, and they go to Austin during the legislative session. So they have an office probably not too terribly far away from you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's three individuals um, whose offices you can look up to see who represents you and send them a message um, about continuing pro-life work in our public policy realm. Nice. Now, I will also say, if you want to send them a message, um, a lot of people are going to write them an email. They're going to send a note on Facebook. Nobody is going to write them a letter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we've actually had conversations. No, we've actually had conversations. I've ha talked to reps about like when I get an actual letter, somebody cared enough to actually go to the trouble to write a letter that speaks for a whole bunch of other people yeah. who just didn't follow through on it. Cool. But we'll keep you updated on stuff like that uh, throughout the session. The session ends in May. And so we have uh, about a less than 140 days now to accomplish a lot. And so we got to go full steam ahead and we're off to a good start. And let's refresh memories. The things to do in Austin this year are uh, fund pregnancy centers. Yep. They've, they've got a lot of work. They've been very, very busy. Um, the 10 day rule is still an abomination. Mm -hmm. So that needs protecting to be fixed. Patients. Yep. Protecting patients' rights, protecting the vulnerable patients. Yep. What else was on our list? We got to stop it, illegal abortions, hold the abortion industry accountable. And one of those is enforcing um, district attorneys to actually mm. yeah. uphold the law. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. It's kind of the same thing as DOJ say, picking and choosing what laws and who they care about prosecuting. Right. We are seeing that in our larger counties, yeah. um, blue yeah. counties in Texas. You still got to do your job. Shock. I mean... Back to that Constitution thing. <laughs> what? It is not the Constitution oh, according to you or me. It right. is just... Those old inconvenient pieces of paper. Darn. Darn. I think that is everything for today. Thank you, friends, for joining us. We'll see you next time, friends. Like, share, share with your friends. See you next week. <laughs>